0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. I'm your host, Ashley Scrace vendel coming to you from Berlin in Germany. Thank you very much for joining today. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to me and it's really, really great to have your company. And I promise you, we have a good episode coming up today as we talk to Swedish singer-songwriter Adam Sandahl, or Adam Moore, as he is on Instagram. We'll get into that in a second. So what have you been up to? Been up to much? Hope life has been treating you quite well. For me, I've been to a few gigs recently. It's nice to get back into the gig game. The summer now really is gig season here in Berlin, so it's very nice to get around to some cheap gigs that perhaps, you know, are in small bars with bands that are just passing through and it's been a great way to spend a few evenings in the last few weeks one band i particularly loved seeing the other day was a band called king buffalo and they're an american trio a psychedelic stoner metal trio i guess is the best way to put it three really really nice guys uh, in the band they got a bassist guitarist and drummer and a bunch of effects uh, you could check out their album "Longing to Be the Mountain," came out last year, and that's available online. And I definitely recommend you check that out. If you can imagine a kind of Neil Young, Crazy Horse, Black Sabbathy slash Royal Blood kind of sound, that's really what we're going for here. Relatively minimal lyrics, long extended guitar jams, really sturdy bassline and drums. Um, I went to see them at Baderhaus House in Berlin. Tickets were about 15 euro each or something, and I had an absolute blast. Despite not knowing all of their songs, I'm relatively new to the King Buffalo game. I have been following them on Instagram and around. They've been playing at some really cool festivals, including the Black Deer Festival in the UK. Um, yeah, so I had a lot of expectation and knew a lot of their stuff. And man, they put on a good show. A really, really great show. Um, they played without lights for easily half their set due to some sort of lighting issue it was just in darkness um but they still managed to do it anyway really no complaints and they just roared through the set they had a really good support band as well an australian band called child they're sort of going for this blues rock almost hendrix-y at times kind of vibe um of an age that really isn't around anymore, sort of a musical age that you don't hear much anymore, I guess you do with like Greta Van Fleet and stuff like that, but they were going for this very much classic rock vibe and they really pulled it off, some absolutely supreme guitar playing, really, really great way to open the show. So overall, a really, really good gig. And just a quick mention that, yeah, King Buffalo, Longing to Be the Mountain is the album. I recommend you go and check that out if you want to get into some heavy stoner rock. A Really great band, really nice gig, really great guys. And uh, definitely worth your time and support. Now it's time to bring back a regular feature as we look at the Tracks of the Week. Tracks of the Week. Only one to offer up this week, and it's from another gig that I went to a little while back. Someone called Emma Elizabeth. Emma Elizabeth, a Swedish uh, singer-songwriter, very much poppy kind of feel. Think Maggie Rogers, I guess, who we've talked about on this show before. This sort of pop rock uh, kind of feel. This is maybe similar to Jenny Lewis as well, a little bit in some way or another. And she has been compared, Emma Elizabeth has been compared to Stevie Nicks of uh, Fleetwood Mac as well. And I can kind of see the comparison there. So I went to see her uh, based off a poster I saw, actually, that she had a release party for her latest album or debut proper album called Melancholic Milkshake, And uh, I saw this poster, and I just thought, well, that kind of looks cool, and checked it out online. And this is where the track of the week comes from, and it's called Pilot by Emma Elizabeth. Here's a clip. As you can tell, it's definitely got this laid-back kind of West Coast pop vibe to it. Uh, nothing too complex here at all in terms of song structure or composition or lyrics or anything, but it's got this lovely flow to it. It's uh, very well put together. It balances the sort of crunchy, jangly guitars with some nice backing vocals. and The lyrics are really, really good. I really like the turn of phrase, you know, that... I was a passenger and now I'm a pilot. This very empowering message of sort of taking control of your own destiny and taking control of your own life. And I just think it's got a nice, yeah, nice ring to it, a nice uh, message behind it, and it really drives through, rips through the sort of three and a bit minutes that it runs for. It's been stuck in my head ever since I heard it, and when she played it live, I can say that it was just as good live as it is on the record, really replicated the sound very, very well despite being in quite a small bar in Berlin, a bar called Monarch uh, down in Kreuzberg. It was a bit of a weird place to have the gig because the sound was not that good. The drums were just too loud and you couldn't really hear the other nuances really but she did a really, really great job and Emma was absolutely fantastic. Her stage presence is definitely more reserved, um, definitely slightly quieter ...does interact with the audience very, very well... ...but um, yeah, definitely this more introverted style... ...and that's something I actually really like... Uh, ...we can't all be running around stage doing cartwheels... ...with fireworks and stuff like this... ...I kind of like the more introverted, quiet, unassuming approach... Um, ...you speak with your music, you know... ...you show what you can do with your music... ...so really, really good gig... ...and I was really, really glad to get to speak to Emma herself... ...and we'll try to get Emma on the podcast in the future... But in the meantime, I just wanted to shed a little bit of light on this track, Pilot. And that's from Emma Elizabeth's debut album, Melancholic Milkshake, which is available online now. I'll send a bunch of links your way and you can check it out. So yeah, Pilot, Emma Elizabeth is this week's track of the week. And the Swedish theme continues. Seems to be a kind of running thread here that there's some sort of Swedish tie to uh, two out of the three artists I mentioned on this podcast. This week's guest is Adam Sandal, a Swedish singer, songwriter, guitarist, pop guy, really unique guy. has uh, got a totally different vibe. His style of music isn't this typical singer-songwriter-folk style that I'm very guilty of writing as well, and and I love and respect. It's a slightly more jangly, uh, upbeat, new age kind of stuff. It's a bit Bowie-esque, I guess, in places. It's a bit sort of New Order-ish in places. And then I even get some sort of vibes of Devo and uh, Strange Bands like that. They're a little bit more sort of maybe even some work vibes from it. Um, So it's definitely got this style that is totally different to the normal singer-songwriter, slow, folky ballads. And that's great. And Adam was a real charmer of a host and really showed me around his apartment and showed me his vast collection of guitars and effects and pedals and things. And we had a really nice time just hanging out and talking about music and yeah we just had a really really fantastic conversation and you can hear that now so here is what happened when i met adam sandal also called adamore adam o-r-e adamore on instagram if you want to follow in there
1: Na-na.
0: You're armed with your special tea mm-hmm. that has not got rum in it. No, nope. it's what is it? Ginger and lots of other
2: stuff. It's wow, got that's ginger. a lot of ginger, actually. It's got lots of uh, sliced, freshly sliced ginger, and uh, yeah, and I vary various tea sorts, and then there's honey. And this menthol drip, right? Oh yeah, drop of menthol oil. Not two drops, though. No. (laughs) If I had two drops, then then it's sort of it's like drinking ammonia or something. Oh my god!
0: (laughs) Yeah, we don't want that. (laughs) No. But Adam, yeah, you were one of the first people to actually respond Um, a long time ago now um, about setting up a podcast, and then I had to cancel on you for some reason I can't remember, and then Christmas came and it got a bit complicated. But we're finally here now.
2: Yeah, that's excellent.
0: And we'll dig into who you are and what it is you do here in a second. But the very first question I had Mm. when I found you on Facebook and when you responded and I looked at you was, man, that's a funky jacket. Oh, yeah. What is the story (laughs) behind this funky jacket?
2: The funky jacket is actually a whole funky suit with a jacket and pants and a tie to go with it. Wow. Okay. So, um, uh, well, the story is I I like these sort of uh, splashy colours. Hmm. And I was just walking down one of the Kreuzberg streets one day and it, it was standing in the, you know, in the window on a mannequin. And I was like, yeah. And I went in and bought it. It wasn't that mannequin out there, was it? No, Not it wasn't. That one. No. There's
0: a mannequin in the other room. Here. Yeah. But it wasn't that one. No. But is that is that a look you go for now when you're performing all the time? Because yes. every sort of clip I've seen of you, you're still wearing the same suit. Yeah. actually.
2: yeah. It's been. It's. I mean, until until I um, have a budget to 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 design a custom suit. Yeah. Which might actually look similar in some ways, you know, because I like the style of it. Mm. But until then, this is my signature suits, uh, so to say. I like and, it. Uh, yeah, it's unique. It's good. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a logo type thing, you know. Yeah, it's it yeah. brands it's brands me, and if somebody saw me three years ago in some little stage, they and they see me now, they will recognize, yeah, you know, the yeah, suit if yeah. nothing else. So it's uh, yeah. Tell us a bit about your musical journey then. So you come from Stockholm. I come from Stockholm. I moved here a little bit, well, five and a half years ago, or even a little bit more, and uh, I grew up in a. Typical upper middle class or middle class suburb of Stockholm. And uh, actually my mom tried to get me into like a musical elementary school or she asked me if I wanted to, but then I was too secure with my classmates. So I didn't want to switch schools. Mm. So I just started to take like some piano lessons, which I didn't like. Switched to guitar lessons when I was like eight or nine or something. And uh, I was never a very diligent student, as such. But well, the teacher was smart enough to realize that he should just teach me to play the you know the current hit songs, the chords of those, rather than you know force you into some, some adagio thing. things yeah, with your yeah. guitar on your left thigh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I did learn a lot there, and yeah, started started playing around in band likes. Situations in like the youth centre and stuff like that, but nothing really, uh, well, not a real band, just little mm. jams and little yeah, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: But you see, your mum tried to get you into music school. Yeah. But is like, your family musical then? Or?
2: Not really, not really. My mum uh, was told when she was in elementary school that she couldn't sing and she like couldn't be in the choir or something like that, which was, <laughs> you know, like as they did back in those days, you know? yeah. yeah.
0: Real confidence uh,
2: booster, that is. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But my dad actually plays the piano, Mm -hmm. and he's all right at that. But he never did it, as far as I know, publicly or anything like that. Mm. He just learned a few, you know, classical pieces and and. uh, So not really. I don't really have that background. Well, well, actually, my granddad did play at the like the midsummer festivities Mm. at our country place. He played the fiddle. For dancing around the maypole and yeah, stuff yeah. like that so actually he's the probably the the closest connection mm-hmm. family wise actually to music so so to say but then what made you pick it up i, I well actually part of it was probably my dad's uh, LP collection that made me excited it was Beatles and Brian Ferry and stones and Abba of course that's a good vinyl collection <laughs> that's a very good vinyl collection i I, I actually I've been wanting to ask him to check if the all the vinyls are still there because mm. ah it would be cool to to flip through it again and just you know or maybe actually steal it but
0: then there must have come a point where you started doing this more professionally and actually dedicated yourself to it I mean
2: Yeah yeah kind of I mean because I I um, like many people I was encouraged by my my parents to to uh, get a serious education type thing they they also wouldn't want they also didn't uh pay for my ice hockey protection stuff you know you mm. need you need a thousand euros worth of equipment to yeah. start playing yeah, ice yeah, hockey yeah, and yeah. so they could easily make me not do that you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so they got they they um made me pick like the natural sciences mm-hmm. uh direction in in like for the for the high school yeah type. Just,
0: just a quick side note for people who don't understand that you pick programs basically or like sort of tracks, I guess, yeah, and they're normally based around certain topics, and natural sciences is one it's of them. the most serious one, yeah. so to say yeah anyway, uh, sorry,
2: quick side note but. yeah no and then and then but then after that, I was thinking I might not want to become a scientist or like a you know or an engineer or something like that, so. I was thinking maybe I would become a journalist. So, so uh, but journalism is not a like, like really a career, especially you not tell now. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, so, so I well, I, I had good grades from from like the high school years, So I actually uh, applied for this Stockholm School of Economics, which is like the most famous business school in Sweden. Hmm. And uh, and uh, so I started there and i kind of liked the the sense of being selected or chosen and being like the top of the whatever you know mm, mm. but all of the studies were pretty fucking dreary i mm. did enjoy some of the marketing stuff but uh yeah i that that's where i started i i actually started uh me and some other f- similar similarly minded friends started uh cover band while in 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 the university Mm -hmm. as we started playing all the parties and and then there part of that band went and wrote a song for the like for the eurovision song contest as a as a little funny weekend you know trip thing Mm -hmm. getting really drunk and writing a song and uh, and that's kind of where it started so what have you got out there today actually song wise
0: because I found a few clips of you on like Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. On there, but what is actually out there released? Nothing. Today? Nothing. I was gonna say That's nothing, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've been working on nothing uh, now for uh, <laughs> three or nothing. four years. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, in one way, some of these songs needed to kind of mature, mm. and and but but I could have easily have released them two years ago, probably. Mm but some of them have actually gotten some worthwhile additions or like altercations mm. in these last couple of years yeah, you know yeah so in the end probably the whatever i release which i will do this year it's it's that's for sure yeah even if only a single i would release something this yeah. year this what i release will turn out to be better f- because it's been waiting for this long mm. Mm. but but of course, I could have released some of it three years ago and then worked on the next, you know, the next mm. bit. But I'm but, a bit of a procrastinator, actually.
0: I was going to say, what's been holding you back then?
2: Yeah, I am have some kind of uh, problems concentrating in general. And, uh, you know, the Berlin, uh, the Berlin, the city lifestyle of Berlin also is very good for procrastinators. Definitely, If if the the actual procrastination is seen yeah. as the good thing is the goal <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a city of good distractions yeah. definitely but
0: it, so it was always just you didn't get that discipline or is it nerves or do you think the songs
2: weren't good enough or I, I think it's mostly discipline but of course it could it could be that it has uh, some something to do with nerves and getting actually mentally ready somehow but but um, if so, then it's you know not so obvious to me that that's the actual problem. But mm. but of course I'm a yeah I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, which can also be seen the other way around, sort of that you're mm. yeah, that you don't feel that you're good enough or whatever. But it's not the it's not the sense that I have of of myself as such. No, you know? no. And I'm I'm like i don't have a problem uh being on stage or or such i have this glam rock cover band here where where i'm you know fooling around a lot on stage and and so it's not it's not that i'm shy as such no but possibly it is that you know yeah it's tough getting your very very first stuff out there you know Mm. and then there's the problem
0: of well, it's good getting it out there, but who's going to listen to it? Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Because then you've got the, all of the effort that you need to do around marketing it and pushing it to people. Otherwise, it's just your parents that end up listening to it. And that's Definitely. All.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that happens a lot. I mean, you see people spending so much energy, money uh, on making an album, and then, you know, uh, it's there and you're super proud, but yeah, only you know.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. What inspires you, or what are your sort of sound likes? I guess
2: I, I, I end up kind of thinking that I sound a bit like Simon Garfunkel, you know, <laughs> for good and bad. You know, I mean, it's very melodic and it's. Uh, Quite a bit of uh, uh, harmonies and stuff like that, but sometimes it feels like a little bit archaic. In a while, mm. in a in a in a way. Mm. Uh, but I'm I'm hoping to um, to maybe make up for that in the kind of the soundscape, uh, you know, sphere to, mm. to make a cool sound, partly with my with my uh, chorusy sounds that I use for my guitars. Mm. And to make it sound a little bit more like, you know, Mac DeMarco or something like mm. that. Mm. But with this crooner vocals and... Uh, mm.
0: yeah. Mac DeMarco is someone I haven't heard anyone reference for a long time, actually. No. And I had completely forgotten about him, even.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm really a fan, actually. Uh, I really like his sound. And I could never... I'm not the the laid-back type that he is. I don't yeah. sing like him. I sing more like crooner-like or, mm. or maybe even too loud or whatever, you know. Mm. Mm. I'm not so... He's very, very laid-back.
0: But who would you list as your main influences? So Garfunkel, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Mac DeMarco for
2: sound, but who really sort of sticks in your mind? I mean, it, it's probably a lot of it is like Beatles, that type of stuff. Mm. It's like really old Beatles and the birds and uh, really old 60s stuff a lot of it actually mm. but then I also love like Roxy music mm. And but I have another old 60s album which is my perhaps main reference sort of for the sound arrangements and stuff like that it's it's a band called love love yeah and some people
0: know well i know no not well i only know oh my god there's one song i used to work on a hospital radio show and the guy who did it with me john price who is a great guy he loved love mind the sort of pun and there was a, i think it was called forever something off for, oh, forever, changes, forever is changes is the forever, album yeah yeah And he loved that album. And that's, according to me, the
2: best album made. Whatever? Yeah. Wow. No,
0: he loved that album. I remember it. I still have it on iTunes or something somewhere, but I really don't
2: listen to it enough, No, I listen to it a lot, and and I'm not tired of it yet. I think it's, yeah, definitely better than Sgt. Pepper. But you have a huge collection of
0: gear, actually, not just music we're talking about here, like what music you like, but... Your selection of gear in the other room, yeah, is crazy.
2: Yeah, I have, I have had the uh, the great benefit of a of a fairly well paid extra job mm. that didn't take all that much time and and made me enough money for to buy a cheap guitar, but a cheap guitar or or something else every other month or something mm. like that. Mm. So I've kind of built this little home studio now that I have where I have everything I I kind of need and it's mm. not like I don't have like a Neumann microphone or something like that no, you no, know no. everything is like I don't know what's the most expensive thing but everything is like less than 500 euros
0: mm-hmm. I and guess ma- the Firebird might be the Yes, yeah. expensive actually. Yeah, the but that
2: one I bought like uh, twenty years ago, and and also I'm gonna probably sell it now that I don't have my extra job anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. But how many guitars do you own? I counted like five on the wall, but then there were loads on the floor. So yeah. it's like
2: there's a dozen, around a dozen.
0: Okay. And what's your go-to?
2: Well, my my go-to is my my one and only six-string acoustic is the one that I play the mm. most. Simply. Mm. And then I've been looking to find the perfect. Electric, and um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be super surprised if it turns out that the one I play most in, in a few months' time is my yet to be bought Harley Benton Strat copy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the, the Harley Benton stuff, we
0: were talking about it before we started recording, is actually quite good for the price, at yeah. least. Like, whether you could gig with it in a sort of world famous rock band, I don't know. I don't think you could. But it seems pretty solid and you seem pretty pleased with it because there's one even next to you like yeah. right now
2: yeah uh, yeah this the one next to me is a 12 string Harley Benton uh, like a Rickenbacker copy for like 230 euros and it feels pretty good
0: how do you stand out in sort of these things because I mean I guess a lot the, uh, aside from your glam rock band yeah it would just be you and a guitar right yeah well which let's face it
2: sometimes a yeah
0: man and a guitar is like probably the most common it's very it's very common cliche. musician yeah. here no yeah. it's me as well i'm not like hating you or anything it's the same as me i do the same thing but i mean aside from edm music producer which seems to be everyone in yeah. berlin yeah. i would then say the next is white guy with a guitar
2: absolutely so yeah.
0: how do you stand out really I guess you have got the jackets, but beyond that, I got my you... jackets.
2: I, actually, I've done the same with my guitar. I've got a I've got a light blue metallic uh, guitar with a with a Fender headstock. It is a Fender, so it's not very weird, but yeah. which makes it look, you know, considerably less folk. Mm. You know, mm. guy with an acoustic guitar is like folk, yeah, yeah, know, or singer songwriter. And with this blue guitar, it becomes a little bit more pop mm. immediately. Mm. You know, mm. automatically so that's uh, one 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 way but I do have also quite very melodic songs Um, so kind of poppy maybe you could say Mm. Uh, at least in comparison to folk Mm, mm. but I mean all those genres are of course very fluid and very relative yeah of course but uh, but it Obviously, it's hard. I mean, there there is, um, yeah. It feels like there's uh, a, about a million uh, struggling artists around Berlin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Out of three and a half or four million inhabitants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, definitely, it's uh, you just have to work it and hope that for some reason your music, you know goes further than most people's music does in the end, you know. Mm. And what do you hope it is people get from your music?
0: Is it a sense of happiness or belonging or... Because your stuff is quite chirpy, the stuff I've seen. It's pretty pretty upbeat.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, I do, I do hope that it kind of sticks on their mind even after they hear it. And that's so that they kind of notice themselves humming along to my tunes even after they heard them, you know, even the day after, if I'm lucky. And that they don't hate me or the song for for doing that, you know. That's kind of one way of expressing my, you know, my hopes. Mm. And, uh, well, then also the lyrics are, they vary a little bit, but many of the lyrics are actually sort of instructions from me my own therapist to myself about what I should do
1: hmm.
2: not always totally obvious to the listener perhaps but maybe sometimes hmm. Hmm. I, I think I'm not a, an extremely good lyricist I think I could definitely improve uh, on that side or more than I could improve in the melody department hmm. uh, And uh, but uh, on the other hand I think the Relative importance of lyrics is probably around 10% mm. or less. Yeah. Commercial, commercially.
0: For commercial music, yeah. I would agree with you.
2: And so, so it's something that I'm, yeah, working on, but, but I feel that I don't need to become a twice as good lyricist to release my music. No, no.
0: So, given that you're going to release something this year yeah. at some point, first up, what are your next steps then going forward? And then second, where can people find out more?
2: What I'm doing is I'm uh, I'm working on my demos at home. Uh but at the same time I'm I've started uh releasing some just uh you know uh various home recorded uh live little live uh, songs or live uh recordings of my songs with the video.
0: Yeah, that's you the know? one I saw on Facebook yeah. recently. Yeah.
2: And so I'm going to keep doing that, and just you know to try the songs and see see the response, and and while I, while I'm actually arranging them in my computer. Also, I will keep playing them live, and I will play them live with my bassist and my also awesome uh, drummer Nicola. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the plan, and and uh, then of course I'm working on looking into what kind of people like would love to collaborate with in terms of like producers and and stuff like that and also into you know how do you how do you actually get songs onto spotify playlists and onto various kinds of playlists and stuff like that Hmm. so yeah there's a whole world of that stuff yeah i've got i've got a very good book on it by a guy called re her which the book name is like how to make money in the new music business or something like that and it's i can definitely recommend it to anyone who's like trying to make it on their own so to say Mm -hmm. it's got basically checklists about everything oh great idea what what steps you should go through before you release an album or an ep or song or whatever yeah yeah like including press releases and or like you know everything
0: Mm -hmm. where can people find out more about you
2: oh yeah well they can go to my website adamoremusic.com and
0: that's adam a-d-a-m-o-r-e right yeah Adam. if you said adamore in one go I guess that would be it yeah.
2: yeah yeah you can say Adamor or adamore or adamore yeah so it's yeah. like you can use the latin-ish uh, vibe <laughs> or you can use the... or you could use the boring english one <laughs> well it's you know um, adamore rhymes with everything that rhymes with more so yeah. that's a good yeah. that's a good thing yeah and, uh, but, uh, yeah, Adam Moore is more. It's like one of my sillier slogans. <laughs> Adam Moore is more. I like it. That's good. Yeah. I, I, there's a really good, uh, uh, Ing- Malmstein, whom my who's a fellow Swede, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in some little interview clip, he says, I don't get this less is more that people talk about. It. I mean more is more yeah. isn't it yeah you know it's yeah. a little spinal tap ish yeah. you know yeah but uh, I, I do I do agree and we'll see we'll see what happens with my demos if if I will overarrange them and put far too much music <laughs> yeah. on them that's it's then quite you possible think
0: less is more shit
2: but it's quite possible I will see. do that yeah
0: so that's on your website, and then when you release music uh, later on in the year, when you actually record uh, something and put it out there, is the website the best place to find you for now? I guess? Yeah, the
2: best. The best is to go to my website and sign up for the email uh, list, and then that's where that's the most. That's the central point of every all communication mm-hmm. that I make. So, Excellent. of course, you can gladly. I'd be happy if you join my YouTube channel and my Facebook and my Instagram and. You're gonna play a song for us, right? yeah. Yeah.
0: What is it you're gonna play? Tell us a little bit about the song.
2: Um, well, this song that I plan to play is called "Dreamer Believer," and uh, yeah, it's this is actually sort of a self-help lyric, and that I that I've, that I've uh, put to a very cheery melody.
0: Mm.
2: Or I don't know, maybe it's not cheery. Yeah, I think it's quite cheery. I think it's quite cheery. Yeah.
0: Well we're here now, and you're going to play it on the new twelve string that you've got, Oh right? yeah,
2: the twelve string that I've actually or- already ordered a uh, return of, yeah, because I'm I'm uh, switching colors yeah. primarily the, actually. Okay, <laughs> nothing else, just a new color. Basically, yeah. Well, you know, and f- I also I, I need thirty day, more days to decide whether whether you know you're going to keep it in the yeah, long run, whether I like it or yeah, not. Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, we'll hear how it sounds in a minute. Otherwise, Adam, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, to me as well. Definitely the coziest interview so far. I think it's the Swedish musigt kind of like atmosphere. Possibly, possibly,
2: yeah. Very musigt. Yeah,
0: but thank you very much.
2: Thank you.
1: your hands dirty, a purpose wouldn't hurt you, and your bad case of inertia, cause you're running out of time, and there's no way to rewind, dreamer, I can tell you're just a dreamer, Just know that you could be more You can't escape your feelings And your heart's not made for dealing With these cold-hearted people And the slope keeps getting steeper By this time tomorrow Promises you made are the promises you break. Dreamer, I can tell you're just a dreamer. Believer, I just know that you could be more. Why is it so hard to carry on? You have been trying for so long. Your time should come. You can't always be a dreamer. You can't tell. You're just a dreamer. Believe. I can tell you could be more. tell that I'm the dreamer, believer. I just know that I could be more.